This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 353 for the week of January 12th, 2014. What up, Heos? Welcome to Kanzen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fansite, Kanzen Shu. That's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit oh entertaining. Julian, good to have you back with us, sir. It's good to be back. We got you over there in Japan and just myself, Mike Vegito EX. Here we are a little bit into 2014. It is time to do the big recap, the big predictions, check in the big new predictions makings episode. It's a little bit scaled back. You know, last year we had myself. We had you, we had Mary, and we had Heath. Yes. We're at 50%. Yeah, well, Heath's phone is broken, so we don't even know if he knows <laughs> that we're recording. I sent him an email. Granted, it was late last night, so not much time to prepare. And uh, Mary has other stuff going on right now. She could not join us. So we are moving on ahead because uh, we need to do so. Julian, here we are, 2014. Are you ready for this kind of episode, man? I guess. I mean, Wow. 2013. That was a year. That was, I've said this, probably one of the biggest years for the Dragon Ball franchise ever in its entire history, dating back to its beginning at the end of 1984. So, wow. All right, Julian. So we're going to, in case you don't know, if this is your first time doing one of these big year-end recap episodes, lots of podcasts do this. We've been doing it for years as well. We're going to hit up some of the biggest news stories of the previous year. That was 2013. Every year we make predictions for the new year. So we're going to check in on our exact predictions from a year ago, see how we did, and then we will make new ones for the next year. Uh, that's our, our main topic, our main beef meat of the episode. So Julian, we do have a little bit of news to catch up on before we head into last year's news that makes sense so let's do that real quick <laughs> all right Well, Julian, why don't you get me started here a little bit? Uh, you've had family over there. I know you're a little bit behind on stuff. Psycho Jump, yes. that came out probably uh, not quite two weeks ago, yeah, about two weeks ago now at this point. There are new tidbits in here. Why don't we start first with uh, the Dragon Ball GT anime comic version? Now, we yes. talked about this uh, last month, so about a month and a half ago when that issue came. What issue is it right now? Is this the February issue that we're looking it's at? The February the issue. issue. So, Generally, okay. when um, the the jump branded magazines come out, if they're released in the beginning of the month, they're labeled with the next month, and if they're released towards the end of the month, they're labeled with two months after. So gotcha. it's very confusing. All right. So uh, two issues ago, not the current one that's out, but the one before that, they started up the Dragon Ball GT anime comics. Now, Julian, that started very late into the series. It started with the Evil Dragon arc, right? Yeah. So they're just gathering. The, well, they they have gathered the Dragon Balls to wish back everything the way it was before. Super number 17 went as a rampage. It's 48-ish of the series, I think. 47? Yeah, sure. Is that right? 
Yeah, so this next issue has another chapter of the same thing. Now, it's in color, but it's kind of like a reduced color palette. It's like, yeah. it's not quite that red scale thing either. It's just kind of like shitty color, shitty paper. Yeah, well, it's it's on the, the cheaper paper, not the glossy paper that uh, Dragon Ball SD is usually printed on. And it's, uh, I guess you could call it the, the limited color palette the same way that Dragon Ball was occasionally done. Except in this case, they're obviously reducing a full color, a full color yeah, TV yeah. show down to these colors and it doesn't look that great but no no and it feels very different I, I know it probably is that exact same scheme but it feels so different because you know it's coming from i mean gt had a pretty rich color palette so yeah there you go all right so that is in there it's you know a few pages we're still doing early evil dragon stuff yeah. uh this is you know i think it's just the curse of episode of bardock if you remember when the re-release of episode of bardock all three parts are printed in that v-jump issue i let it sit on my kitchen table for days days i didn't even open it oh by the way there's two new pages in this oh crap i never even bothered to open it and look julian the curse of bardock rears its ugly head once again (laughs) because this issue of psycho jump why don't you tell us what's going on with bardock here um so it's announced a couple of things that are coming up so presumably with the second Jakuryu mission or Evil Dragon mission of dragon ball heroes the card-based arcade game there's going to be well Bardock is going to be involved in some capacity. Again, we've got um, a Bardock bonus card coming with the next issue, the March issue, which is coming out in February of Psycho Jump, along with a reprint of the episode of Bardock, but they're advertising it as a super Kanzenban or complete or perfect edition. What does this mean? We don't know. Does it mean there will be parts that are redrawn? Does it mean there will be even more new pages? Or does it just mean they're looking for a way to market this? We don't know. But time will tell. I know Jake was just talking about this on the forum too. So for some of the translated quotes, the warrior of rage, that's the quote there, is getting a, here's the next quote, further super evolution, ending the quote there, in the face of Frieza's clan. So this sounds like... Uh, this is what Jake said. I agree. A new power up for Bardock in addition to the Super Saiyan transformation that we got via episode of Bardock. Uh, yes. All those months, years ago mm. at this point. That, and that sounds to me like it's probably in something about Dragon Ball Heroes. You think it's Dragon Ball Heroes. All right. Because I'm going to I'm going to save this for predictions because I got something tied in here that I've already predicted on the show before. But go ahead. So my my feeling is that they're probably going to do the same sort of Super Saiyan Bardock thing that did with, I think, the fifth iteration of Dragon Ball Heroes way back in, what, 2011? Uh-huh. It'll be, I don't know, Super Saiyan 3 or what, something like that. But the question is, are they going to tie it in with episode of Bardock? That's, that's it, to my mind, right. the big question. Right. Well, there's nothing... If you look at episode of Bardock as a, a complete product whether it's the manga or the animated adaptation, we've seen everything there is to see. There's, like, he doesn't get anything else in episode of Bardock that they could tie back. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen footage. This is me diving into a bunch of threads, a bunch of videos, because uh, we do know that Bardock is now in Zenkai Battle Royale, which is the Japanese arcade-only multiplayer brawler fighting game. I'm pretty sure one of his major attacks there in his Super Saiyan form, I guess let's just call it the Meteor Attack or Meteo Attack, because I'm not quite sure what it's called over in the game but it's the uh, specific combo that he used on chilled in episode of bardock so that's a great nod to the animated material but that's just a Uh. series of attacks like the the twirl and the throw and that kind of stuff there's no transformation to give him from episode of bardock this would have to be a new thing so what do you think man What, what is bardock getting here 
I have thoughts. It's not Super Saiyan God, is it? <laughs> uh, hold on to that. Let's re- let's remember that for uh, predictions later on. So, and then um, we're also going to get something else from Oishi in um, this this next issue. Very unclear whether it's more episode of Bardock material. Like, will she just write even more new pages to the end of it? Kind of like a- an epilogue almost or a prequel to something else. We don't know. Yes. So we'll all be ordering. Yes, she's al- already doing the spine images for every issue of Psycho Jump label 2014 so the first one was goku in his pod the second one is goku in his cyan armor with son gohan the elder one so we'll see how it goes from there it's supposed to depict the growth of goku over his life be interesting to see where she takes it Hmm. she's already given it a nod to jocko right there so right right huh all right so i think that's what we've seen coming our way in psycho jump the next issue will be out in two-ish a little bit no three-ish weeks something like that at the beginning of the month right yeah I, I feel very behind right now just because i haven't really been able to do anything while my parents were here because you know i do most of my stuff at night when my children are asleep and i couldn't use the kotatsu the little heated table mm-hmm. while they were here which means i'd be really cold so <laughs> instead of entertaining your kids you're entertaining your parents and yes well all right so you're behind we'll all catch up uh the only other news story i guess we can toss out there this i think broke just after we recorded the last podcast episode and that's madman has picked up funimation's dragon ball z blu-rays the new ones the season sets they'll be putting those out in australia in 2014 coming in april hmm. um so that's one of those it is what it is bits of news. So Julian, you ready to turn it over to the previous year in terms of news now? Yes. Okay. What we've traditionally done here on the podcast each year is uh, sometimes we literally run through all the major news stories every month of the year. We can't do that with 2013. (laughs) Julian, I'm looking at the news that we've had January 2014 and we've had some light weeks. You go back a year ago, we were posting multiple newses multiple days in a row. Battle of Gods was only a couple months out. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, it was literally multiple updates practically every day. You'd be setting up things for me to look at when I was awake and I'd be translating things for you while you were off doing other things. And we were just had this synergy going where it was round the clock, really. It was. It was a 24 hour cycle. This this was like a third job. I mean, I, I already have a full-time job. I have two children, um, which the second one was added in December of 2012. Right. Um, <clears throat> so just in time for Battle of Gods. Yes. So now I had a third full-time job on top of those two things. It was um, a wonderful sort of hell. So we cannot do that this year. We would be here for hours. Uh, I feel like yes. a lot of you at this point, if you're listening, lived through it, uh, whether it was through the podcast or reading the website. I know Battle of Gods brought a lot of new people in uh, to the site and to the fandom or back to the fandom is probably a better way to describe it. So you've probably been keeping up with a lot of that stuff over the last year. So what I've decided we're going to do instead is, Julian, you and I are going to talk about our three, and we could define this any way we want, whether it was our three favorite news stories, what we thought 
were the three most important news stories, the most impactful, significant news stories. And that's how we're going to break down uh, 2013 for ourselves. And then we're going to check in on everyone's predictions from a year ago. We have myself, we have you, we have Heath, we have Mary, all of those predictions. And then Julian, you and I will make new predictions for 2014. I did put the ask out on Twitter. We have a bunch of predictions from all you folks as well. So we have a fun-filled topic here. Julian, I think we'll um, kind of flip back and forth with kind of recaps of our favorite, whatever, however you're going to define it, news stories of the year. Why don't you get us going? Um, If you have an order, I guess let's go in uh, least to most important, again, however you're defining it. So get us going with your number three. Um, These are not necessarily all going to be individual news stories, but <clears throat> okay. just because of the nature of the way news came out. You know what? That's fine, because I'll give you kind of my, my first runner-up. If I was going to have a number four, it kind of ties in with that. And that was all the Battle of Gods tie-in merchandise. So things like the fries and the cola, all those various things that didn't quite make what I thought was important. And there were so many of them. Um, so that's kind of where I was coming from on multiple stories. But go ahead, take it away. So first up, the deluge of new and new-ish books. Ah, books. So let's take a list. We've got yes. four Chozenshu volumes, which repurpose old Daizenshu information and also incorporate some new material. Yep, it did. We've got the Chogashu, the super art collection, which is like a charged up version of Daizenshu Volume 1, which is a gigantic art book. Definitely one of the best purchases, best releases for the entire franchise last year, the Chogashu. Definitely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We've got the full color comics, three yeah. volumes for the Cyan Arc and five volumes for the Frieza Arc. That's right. I kind of forget about those. We've got the animation comics for Battle of Gods. Mm-hmm. We've got the various sort of individual releases like the theatrical pamphlet, the official movie guide, and the thing that you could only get by going to the exhibit mm-hmm. that traveled from Tokyo to Osaka to Nagoya. You're talking about the uh, horizontal yellow cover one? Oh, yes. Yeah, very good. I am so appreciative that you got me one. Julian, you're talking about animation comics. Don't forget about the re-release of DBZ Movie 8, the film anime comic. That's true. And um, I did check it out. It was a thing. It it did not have any new material apart from the cover. So, yeah, I mean, that is a huge number of new releases for a single year. And they all, almost all of them, tried to tie into Battle of Gods in some way. Even the the, uh, full-color comics had these little Q&As, and the things that Akira Toriyama made to answer Mm -hmm. were usually, well, not consistently, but in some way vaguely related to Battle of Gods, like how Kaio's planet was destroyed, which is kind of it as with the explanation that's in the movie, but yeah. So anyway... It was a huge amount of stuff for me to translate. I actually have two others to throw into the mix. One is a physical book release and one is not. And maybe it'll come up on someone's list. I don't know. Uh, volume one of Dragon Ball SD. Sure, it was a, a recollection of previously published stuff, but I don't think any of us were sure we were going to see a collected release that did come out. That was uh, in April. And then there's Jocko. It was in Weekly Jump. Oh, so. yes. So you have... Jocko the Galactic Patrolman, which was supposed to get a uh, Tonko Bone volume already, but <laughs> should be out, pushed back but... to April. Right. Uh, as far as we know. Right. <clears throat> so there's all of this stuff, and almost all of it in some way ties back to the movie that came out on March 30th, and we'll get there. But it was this tremendous deluge of information, and we've tried to cover as much of it as possible, and we're still not done because there's just so much. It's It's literally like 
we've gotten years upon years worth of pent up stuff in one mm. massive downpour. I guess if you're going to go with a rain metaphor. So we have a massive back backlog, and we're trying to tackle things from you know the past. 30 years because Kanzenshu was founded with the idea that we would try to, you know, have original translations and interviews with the author and, well, not original in the sense of we've conducted them, but original translations of stuff that nobody's ever seen in English. Yeah. So we're still trying to do that, but they added a huge amount of stuff to our plate. Step forward <laughs> two steps backwards constantly. Right. All right. I think you're going to be really surprised with my number three. And this is not a favorite. It's not a significant. It's not quite an ironic number three either. I want to toss out there the super collaboration special, Toriko, One Piece, and Dragon Ball Z, that aired April 7th over in Japan. So it was about a week after Battle of Gods came out. And I think this is significant because no one's talking about it at all. At all. Barely anyone talked about it when it aired. And I feel like fandom has completely forgotten that this thing existed. We didn't even hear Ekon Zenshu. We didn't even bother getting around to doing a formal review of it after it aired. Julian, you live in Japan. You watched it. You were right there. We didn't get around to talking about it. And I think at this point, yeah. our excuse is waiting for the home release if there will be one because the Turco One Piece, just the two, did get a home release eventually. I think that has part of it has to do with the fact that the Toriko anime doesn't really have a presence outside of Japan. Obviously, the manga mm -hmm. is serialized in the English weekly Shonen Jump, which right. is released digitally by Viz. Right. But the anime isn't really a thing, and by what a lot of fans tell us, it's not that great, especially compared to the source material. Funimation has it, they're streaming it, and it sounded to me... On the outside, having never read it, never really seen it, it sounds like the classic example of they want it to be big and it just will not catch on. Yeah. And we've seen that in Toei's uh, fiscal reports every quarter, every year. Like, Toriko, 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 come on. Will it please stick? Mm, hasn't. No. Apparently, they gave all their good animators to the Toriko movie and it still did <laughs> right. much more poorly than Dragon Ball. So, yep. Yeah. All right. So this was a two-part special. Part one was Run, Strongest Team, Toriko, Luffy, and Goku. And then part two was The Mightiest Collaboration in History versus The Gluttonous Man of the Sea. It was these three series that crossed over. It was fun. It was a thing. Yes. I hate to wrap it up with that phrase, but it sure was a thing. The animation was pretty cheap. And Battle of Gods animation was okay, but not spectacular. But this right, was... Right. There's a lot of still pans and uh -huh. a lot of sure lazy were. character designs. So... I don't know. All right. Well, that, that's fine. I got nothing else to say about this other than the lols no one remembers. So take it away. Yes. Let's get into your number two here. The Boo arc of Dragon Ball Kai <laughs> continues to be accidentally revealed by multiple leaks on both sides of the Pacific, and yet it continues to be not officially renowned. Julian, we yeah. have two levels of Kai vaporware. The Boo arc is, I can independently confirm firsthand that this thing exists you can as well yes on the other hand the next level up of total lols worthy is the supposed ocean produced dub of dragon ball kai which no one can really independently confirm truly exists hysterical but please the boo <laughs> arc 
Yes. Of Kai. We've got multiple confirmations from Mayumi Tanaka, who was apparently not given any kind of formal reprimand in the face of her revealing it previously um, on her blog. So she's done multiple pictures. We've had um, Toshio Furukawa, the voice of Piccolo, who's much more coy, but Uh yet he's posted pictures with the other Dragon Ball cast members who happen to be people who show up in the Boo arc, including, for example, the audio producer for Dragon Ball Kai and the voice of Boo, the voice of Kai. Kaioshin, you know, everybody who appears in that arc. We've had voice actors in the U.S. confirming that it exists and even, I can't remember that they've been either been working on it or they're planning to get started on it very soon, but then have to sort of walk it back after their employers get wind of what they've been saying on social media. Julian, it sounds to me, if I had to guess... Funimation wanted this to be out by now, and they're they're working on it. They are ready to go. Something is holding this up for some reason, somehow, and every second that they're ready to be like, yeah, here, oh, never mind. Yes. So there's that. And um, I think one of the theories going around is that Toriko is actually doing so poorly, so or at poorly. least so, no. so far below what Toei Animation's expectations were of it, that yeah. it's either going to go on hiatus or perhaps be cancelled entirely, and that in an effort to drive up ratings, they'll actually put the Boo arc of Kai on TV in Japan after all, in oh the my same God. time slot as before. <laughs> so basically, back the middling to square ratings one. of Kai sounds like a better idea to Toei than keeping Toriko, maybe. So going right back to where we were before the earthquake. I mean, this oh, is man. this is all rumor and speculation, but it's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire kind of things going on, we think. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. And I, I feel kind of sorry for... It's essentially a non-news story this year, but it in its yeah. own way, it's been news for the fact that it's so obvious and yet the official companies involved continue to deny in yeah. spite of the fact that it's an open secret. Even, I'm not sure if I should be saying this, but... Um, oh, go for it, whatever. It won't, probably won't get back to the Lords and Masters in Japan, but the uh, audio producer who responsible well not the producer but the uh, special or uh, sound effects guy Hidenori Arai who's been around since the days of Dragon Ball right. um, basically um, confirmed in first hand conversation with K17 when we all went to Tokyo for the recording of the Hokotate Dragon Ball thing right. um, that yes he has been working on it but we're not really supposed to talk about it <laughs> Konzenshu can confirm this exists multiple people on our staff have confirmed that this thing yes. exists, yet no company will come out on record and say it. Yes. I it's, love it's it. It's very frustrating. Kai is just the, it is the the gift that keeps on giving in a way that provides us with basically zero enjoyment for the product itself. It's all the meta surrounding it that makes it wonderful. Yes. All the, the machinations with the companies involved and the way they promote it or fail to promote it on both sides of the Pacific or release anything of value apart from the series itself to capitalize on it. You know, it's it's just this incredibly interesting and yet also frustrating aspect of the franchise. Mm-hmm. 
and it continues to be a thing even with a lack of an actual release this year. And so that is my number two, the news and lack thereof about Dragon Ball Kai in 2013. I love it. Great choice, man. All right, my number two, and again, I'm going with stuff that just had wonderful personal meaning to me, or I just thought was so outlandish and different from all the other stuff. My number two is Akira Toriyama, finally, in such a non-Japanese way, directly commenting on Dragon Ball Evolution. Now, Julian, this came from the Battle of Gods theatrical program, and it's kind of this extended version of comments we had gotten before, almost twice before, but the shorter comments were so vague or had such a double meaning to them that it it could have felt like the very Japanese, I'm just answering the question, I'm trying to avoid commenting. Yes, or I'm praising this in such vague terms that... It may be sarcasm, Probably not, but, who knows. Um, but but yeah. this, this was not. So this, again, is coming to us from the Battle of Gods theatrical program, and I'm going to read... Um, there's a long paragraph, there's a short paragraph, and there's a final sentence. I'm going to read that second one, the short paragraph here. Okay. By the way, the battle scenes in the second half are particularly particularly overwhelming. I was moved because the presentation exceeded my expectations. While I had expected, quote, it probably won't be any good, end quote, it was greatly different from a certain country's live-action movie, which really was no good. Just as you'd expect, Japan's animation is superb. Everyone on the staff, you really did a good job. Which really was no good. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Now, Julian, the, the story here, I mean, that's a fun little quote, but it actually had larger repercussions that tie into the greatness that is the whole story behind Battle of Gods. And it seemed to be that Toriyama felt shafted with any input he tried to provide to Dragon Ball Evolution. So when another large scale Dragon Ball production came up, things not quite like the Jump Super Animator special, which he provided the raw idea for. Nothing to do with episode of Bardock other than designing Chilled. Um, yes. Plan to eradicate the Super Science Zero to do with this was a large-scale production he got that pride of the author forget the pride of the science this is the pride of toriyama coming in as i'm the original author i know these characters koyama step aside i got this yes and and so it sort of starts way back in 2004 where 2003 and 2004 where he was talking about how he was excited for this idea that it's going to be made into a hollywood movie but that he really can't offer much input because the people that he would want to be in it are now too old, and he plans to sit on the sidelines unless it gets just way off base. And apparently, it did get way off of what he wanted it to be, and he told them, and um, they ignored him. <laughs> they flat out ignored him, yep. It's, it's a ho- Hollywood studio. Once it's in their hands, the original oh, yeah. creator, uh, yeah, unless they can actively refuse the script, they're meaningless. <clears throat> and he really seemed to dislike his treatment there. And so he he talks about it in his interview with the Asahi Shimbun, this is a newspaper in Japan, that he decided to show some spine as a creator and draw the characters and their world as he saw them. And part of this, too, seems to be the original treatment of the story as it came from the scriptwriter Yusuke Watanabe, mm-hmm. who is still credited as the scriptwriter, but as we find reading about what Toriyama did, he basically ended up being Toriyama's stenographer slash idea 
bouncer offer. So the original story, Beerus was this incredibly evil character who a had lizard. Ability, a lizard character who had the ability to inspire evil in others and was responsible for corrupting the science and even was going to cause Joku's friends and allies to become evil, presumably for him to fight against them somehow, Toriyama decided that this was much too dark and that he would have no part of it and kind of ended up accidentally rewriting the whole story. <laughs> right. So we've got Watanabe doing this original script. We've got Yamamuro doing some of the original designs. We're talking about a beefy Goku with a cape. Toriyama comes in and says no to pretty much everything except the idea of a god of destruction and Super Saiyan God, which were kind of the basis for a movie at all, and rewrites the whole thing and hands it back and says, all right, here we go from here. And even Super Saiyan God, he designed himself. He wanted yes. the thinner appearance. He wanted the hair to be what it is, the aura to be what it is. That's all Toriyama now. Yes. And the response, um, well, of course, the people involved with the movie were enthusiastic. And even Watanabe, despite having his ideas basically brushed aside, was like, hey, this is cool. I'm involved with this. Well, he's also of the of basically our generation of super Dragon Ball fanboy. So yes. to, to have <laughs> to have your ideas tossed out by Toriyama is almost an honor. It's like, oh, it would be yes. such an honor for you to rewrite what I'm doing. Oh, no, oh yes. I, now I understand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Toriyama rejected all my ideas. Oh, my God. He, he had an opinion about my ideas. <laughs> it's It's very much that sort of almost hero worship. But then you have the, the script writer for the, all of the previous Dragon Balls. I was just going to say. Takao Koyama. And, you know, he's he was involved with the series for a long time, but he has specific ideas about the characters that are not necessarily how the author thinks of them. But he, he especially seems incredibly invested in the idea that Broly, his creation, who he reused, is the strongest. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> he didn't take kindly to much of what he saw as almost Toriyama's interference with his vision. <laughs> right. Like, excuse me, sir. These are not your characters. Yeah, I'm sure yes. he got some kind of uh, feeling of authorship. And that makes sense. I mean, the amount of work Koyama did with the series, not just the movies, but some of you know, the yes. original illustrated stories and various other production stuff. I mean, he, he was there, but still not your characters. So in, in many ways, it almost feels like um, sort of race and hackles at Toei Animation. And even Koyama talks about there being some uh, inside stories about things like Fox and things, but that he can't really say. Right. <laughs> was he approached initially and was either given a pass or specifically rejected by Toriyama? We, we don't know. Or just you wasn't know. even approached in the first place. Yes. Is he bitter about that? We don't know. Yeah. But yeah. this this is um, very interesting on a number of levels just because of Toriyama's active involvement. Battle of Gods is not, as an entity, is actually not on my list. Uh, this was my number two that I'm talking about here. Oh, okay. Uh, Battle of Gods is just so big that I felt like Toriyama's comment on Battle of Gods gives us such an interesting and rich history to the entire production of the movie that uh, rather than the movie itself, again, I, I love the stories behind everything. So kind of the story leading into Battle of Gods. That's my number two. So Julian, with that said, why don't we take it to uh, your number one here for 2013? Uh, and it might surprise a few people, but uh, others might nod along and say, yeah, that makes sense. My number one for 2013 is, drumroll please. Thank you. 
Jocko the Galactic Patrolman. Ah, very nice. I'm not entirely surprised, but uh, I think it's a wonderful choice. Now, Julian, again, going into back history here, Jocko (laughs) originally intended, quote unquote, to come out alongside Battle of Gods. That didn't happen. Yes. No, well, Toriyama was working himself too hard (laughs) and apparently getting only two... two hours of sleep a night and for someone who's pushing 60 right um that wasn't gonna fly i mean it, it put oda in the hospital this last year never mind toriyama yeah so you know it's it's obvious that he had been working very hard on things and it's interesting tracing the path of its development because again uh, alongside battle of gods you've got this in-depth authorial comments about this series, not only through his weekly comments in the table of contents of Weekly Shonen Jump, but also through these sort of monologues that were released originally through the Jump Live app, which is Shueisha's first real foray into sort of real-time updating and bonus web content. Sort of. I mean, talk about that real quick, because it was so experimental, like we're going to do something for a month and then we're just not going to do anything else. Yeah. Um, Well, it was this sort of idea of having like a a bonus issue of the magazine online that would update with new content every day instead of every week. And they pushed out a lot of different things. They showed parts of the full-color manga that were not yet released digitally. Um, They had uh, original series. They had odd little combinations, like there was this thing called JoJo's Kitchen, which was... I forget, it was the author of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure alongside the author of, I don't remember if it was Toriko or a different series, maybe, uh, what was it called? Um, Shokugeki no Soma, which is another cooking series, maybe, yeah. And it's just these odd web videos, and um, it just kept going like this, and there's um, they have free content and paid content, and of course Toriyama's special comments were part of the paid content, which you get for a one-time pass of 250 yen. But apparently the response, I don't know how popular it was, but the response to the people who used it was so good that they kept updating with other material over the months since August, even though it was only supposed to run for one month. Mm-hmm. And then um, just this past month, on December 20th, 21st, they did the second stage of Jump Live, and they're continuing with that right now with more new material, although as of yet there's nothing related to Dragon Ball or Jocko specifically. So, long story short, we've got these couple of um, comments that not only give a glimpse into Toriyama's state of mind, but also the way he works. And then we also had a sort of, I guess you could call it a cool-down interview in the pages of V-Jump after the series finished. Ah, that's right, more recently. Where you get Toriyama's comments about... Um, the genesis of the series and some of the things that he did in it and why, and also the comments from the other people who are deeply involved with the series, like Toyotaro of uh, the Dragon Ball Heroes Victory Mission manga and V-Jump, and also uh, Naho Oishi working on Dragon Ball SD. So that was interesting in just the way that he was sort of thinking about the mythos and how to tie it into Dragon Ball. And it was very much a sort of, well, it's kind of an afterthought, but hey, this works. And I I thought it was interesting that he he chose to do that in, in some way, that originally this was basically just supposed to be a thing that he was working on but it sort of, the original idea that he had to do a manga was sort of too similar to Battle of Gods, or he, I guess, basically he reused some of his ideas since, you know, it was him writing the story for that in, in the sure. end. Um, so he went with this other thing that he intended to be a script, presumably for um, 
Masakazu Katsura to to actually draw since he's been working with him in the past. Well, I, we talked about this, but there are some tiebacks to other things with galactic patrols and even symbols. Where's all those coming from? Yeah, um, which also is some of the other things that he's done with uh, Masakazu Katsura in the past, like Jia and also Sachie Changu. Was it 2008? Eight and then 2009 or 10 respectively. So there's all these little tiebacks to things that he's done in the past but the main concrete thing is the tie into Dragon Ball which he's sort of nonchalant about to be honest but at the same time so wait we got an official Dragon Ball prequel in 2013. I know right? That's yeah, huge. I mean it's 18 years after the manga ended we've got something that's supposed to be in the same universe by the official author. Oh my god. <laughs> this came out of the blue. We weren't expecting this. I mean, this is uh, just the the whole revelation of it feels so similar to the updated ending of the Kanzenban, which we basically got April Fool's Day 2004. It was, oh my God, Toriyama drew new Dragon Ball. And sure, that was just a, a little bit of a change to a pre-existing thing, but I, I don't think we're selling this enough. Toriyama drew a prequel to Dragon Ball. It came out simultaneously in Japanese and in English. This was huge. Yeah. I mean, it's an understated series that sure. <clears throat> enjoys its sort of quiet, uh, almost, I wouldn't say pensive because it's not overly deep, but no, it enjoys no. that, that, that sort of serenity in the composition that Toriyama enjoys building up to some of the punchlines. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely different from Dr. Slump in that way where it's just, there's almost not even jokes. There's just punchlines. But Jocko felt very, very slow in its joke building. And when it paid off, it paid off. Yeah. So in that respect, I think he expected that not everybody would enjoy it. And judging by the rankings towards the end of the series, it was kind of in the middle. Yeah. Not particularly popular, but not earth-shatteringly horrible in the audience response but that was okay because it felt almost like he drew it more for himself than anyone and at his age it seems to be that's what it needs to be to take yeah. for him to actually be bothered because he's been <laughs> right. through the ringer of weekly serialization twice for a combined what was it basically 15 odd years which is less than some of the other authors who are more passionate about what they do. Well, that's the thing. Toriyama was never a passionate author. Yes, he, he started as a cartoonist because he quit his job because he was not a morning person and he was broke. But he knew how to draw, so he was going to enter the manga contest for money. For money, yep. And then he got scouted by Kazuhiko Torishima, and the rest is history. So yeah, I mean, this, was guy, this is a guy who was out of his element, who was good at what he did, but never really set about intending to be good at what he did. And, you know, he was the workhorse of Jump in many ways for years upon years, because even though he was not the only popular series, or popular author, I should say, he was responsible for so much creative output in, in such a relatively short amount of time that it really feels like they burned him out. And, you know, I, as, in that respect, I think he has a right to sort of decide what he wants to do but the fact that he was so motivated 
over this past year to do stuff. That's that's pretty remarkable in itself. I think that sums it up well. Um, stay tuned. More Jocko Talk this episode. Not right this second, though. Julian, are you ready for my number one story of 2013? Absolutely. Do you have, I don't want you to say them, but do you have any thoughts of what my number one might be? Hmm. I've already said Battle of Gods itself is not my number one. I t- kind of tied that with my number two. Does it have anything to do with the some of the ancillary material, like guides and stuff no it does not all right my number one it was an experience and that was animazement 2013 oh i can definitely see that you lucky bastard being in the same room directly speaking to and with masako nozawa not just her toshio furukawa ryusei nakao yuko minaguchi what an experience that was everything about animazement you can go back and check out our episode mary and i recapping that convention but the convention itself was fun everything about the convention ran wonderfully those guests were spectacular every single person from the konzenshu community that came was an awesome person and i loved hanging out and speaking with every single one of you everything about animazement was just dragon ball bliss in a three-day event and it was so spectacular you have to go back and check out that podcast episode if you haven't animazement 2013 down in north carolina was a wonderful wonderful time i mean nakao has been over here before uh furukawa's definitely he's been to animazement for i think both of them have been miriguchi has been in the u.s <laughs> the whole point of her being in uh kai and uh battle of god specifically was a new story like oh she's coming back okay that that's different and nozawa uh, we're pretty sure this was the first time she ever came to a convention in North America. She had been to Europe before, but she had not been to an American convention. To have them there and even having some of the uh, Funimation English dub staff, and I know that Chris Sabat was uh, invited but had already committed to another convention. And my understanding is that he was kicking himself <laughs> the whole time not being able to be there. I mean, you guys know we are primarily fans of the Japanese version, not even primarily, it basically Exclusively, that's what we're into. But having Masako Nozawa and Sean Schemmel next to each other, I was in awe of Schemmel being in awe of Nozawa. That was so wonderful an experience. I, I don't have enough adjectives and adverbs to properly describe how everything felt that weekend. It was spectacular. That's my number one. Here I was in Japan, right? Yep. <laughs> Well, I did get to direct, uh, to meet the director of the movie and the sound effects guy, so that was kind of cool. That's uh, true. Hokotate, you, you did that stuff at the tail end of 2012, I think yes. it was. So. Well, it, I, I did do that in 2013, though. It was like February, March. Oh, some going to the, the screening yeah, or the uh, actual go, competition? The recording, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was weird, sort of the time frame there. It was right at the beginning of the year. Right. And it feels... Probably it earlier than it actually was because of so much that happened in between. Yeah, it happened right. in air for about a month. But yeah, I, I I just barely missed out on getting to meet Toriyama's third editor, who sort of vanished very soon after the recording. But uh, the sound effects guy stuck around, and the director who was watching the recording um, sort of came down to chat for a little bit. He asked nice. me if I'd seen the movie yet, and I said no, but I was looking forward to it. <laughs> it's about all I could spit out. I know when when you're in the presence of these people, I mean, my conversation with Nozawa was basically uh, 
just holding this thing out in front of me like, oh my God, thank you. And it was a little dusty in the room. Not gonna dance around that is wow. Just wow. Hearing them tell their stories. And I mean, we've heard these stories a million times. I mean, I could have pre-written Nozawa's responses basically to every question. Uh, we've translated things. I was like, yep, we just put up that interview from 15 years ago. It's the exact same answer, almost word for word coming out of her. And she was just like that with everything. And Nakao is the man. He was so personable and friendly and outgoing, and his English was at a level that he could really engage with the audience. He was spectacular. That panel, I think it was the, the last day of the convention, just set us off to go with such smiles on our faces. Everything was wonderful. Everything was so great. In Amazement 2013. And I think that is a perfect way to end that countdown right there. Yeah. And of course, Battle of Gods... It was a <laughs> huge thing this year, but it was kind of so huge that it's impossible to single out one thing to talk about. Yeah. It was sort of something that we we survived more than anything else because of the news deluge. <laughs> so true. So true. Bumper sticker, I survived Battle of Gods. I mean, we've always talked about how if there was going to be a new series or a new movie, there would be tons of promotion for it in all forms of media in Japan. You would know. There would be a build-up in terms of merchandise and tie-ins and everything else, and then there would be the release of it itself. In, in short, if there was something, you would know. And, oh, did we ever know you more than knew. we really wanted to. <sighs> Holy cow, you knew. Oh, I mean, I was getting negative sleep on occasion there. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> However that works, uh, you, you were doing that. I, I rem I'm reminded of um, something that we've kind of put on the site but not linked to yet, which is comments that he had from Dragon Ball Landmark, the Kanzenban manga guide. Yeah. That he was talking about getting like 20 minutes of sleep in six <laughs> days while working on Dr. Slump. Right. And I thought... Mm, yeah, I kind of know how that feels now. All right, Julian, and I just forwarded you all the notes here, so log into your uh, your email account. We are now going to turn things over to the predictions we made pretty much one year ago. I think one year and one week ago, something like January 6th, we put out the podcast back in 2013. So, Julian, because there's two of us and we have four sets of predictions, uh, we have a good breakdown. We will uh, take each other's so we can directly comment on each other's stuff and then and we'll uh, break down Mary's and Heath's predictions here. I got you first on the list. So while you load up your email, I'm going to go through your predictions. You said, Battle of Gods will come, Battle of Gods will go. And depending on its success, we may see more theatrical films in coming years. But you said, not sure if it will get a huge groundswell of popularity. It will be a wait and see kind of thing. This is the most non-committal nothing statement that you are so famous for. <laughs> well, I'm right about the first point. And we, we can't really say about the next point since it's not the coming years technically right. just yet. But uh, I think it did get a fair amount of popularity and it did stay at number one for a while before getting, you know, kicked out by other animation that was closer. And it was not the highest grossing film of the year. I can't remember which had that honor, but it did well and it did about what they were it hoping what it they would. So we'll, we'll have more on numbers. So hold off on that. Let's keep going here. You said we will get some sort of announcement in the US and other international areas and home releases announced. Well, we've got um, nothing in North America, but internationally, it's definitely moving along. Yeah. I mean, it, in some ways it feels like everywhere, but 
the English-speaking <laughs> world. I mean, Australia even had a screening of the movie, but um, not not a home release yet, obviously. Well, they have it licensed. Madman has licensed Battle of Gods, but we don't know Ooh. anything coming for that. And that's the whole thing where it's like, well, Madman's not really a, put it in video game terms, like a developer. It's not like they're going to dub it, which means they're going to yes. take someone else's dub or a sub-only release. Does that mean that there is something in works from Funimation that they just can't talk about yet? So, But again, we, yes. we have a lot more to get into here. Let me keep going and uh, we'll, we'll keep commenting on things. Julian, you said we will see more arcs re-released in full color of the manga besides the Cyan and Frieza arcs. And depending on how successful it is, we may see the rest of the manga. Now, real quick, what is going on with the full color comics in Japan, digital versus print? Well, the entire series has been released digitally uh, and in print only the Cyan and Frieza arcs thus far. We have not heard anything uh, except for the original things they were talking about before the full color comics came out, which is that they intend eventually to get to the end of Z and for now that Dragon Ball or the Dragon Ball part will only build be digital only digital. But we haven't heard anything since then. Yeah, so that's that's available digitally. Everything from the very beginning of the series, Goku is a boy, all the way to the end of the Boo arc, is available digitally, and it's very clear that it's based on the Kanzenban version of the manga because it has the same alterations, uh, and it also has the same, we can call them mistakes or oversights as well. And it has the updated Kanzenban ending? That's correct. At this point, uh, it's unclear what the print version is going to do. In uh, retrospect, it almost feels like we got unexpected stuff in print, like the um, animation comics for the movie and also the re-release of the movie 8 yeah, film yeah. animation comic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suppose um, in terms of something in Weekly Jump, Jocko also counts. You said that According to my calculations, not your own, the Cho Zenshu would not have an illustration collection. You were, you were correct, right. sir. However, yes. we got it. Yes, we got it as the Cho Gashu, a separate volume, not technically a part of the series, presumably so people can just buy that and not feel guilty about getting the other volumes. Um, yeah. Again, one of the best things that came out. Tying in with some of the stuff you were talking about earlier, at some point, Kai will make its way back to Japan with the Boo Arc, but may not be on TV at all. Just a home or a rental release with a special promotion or something. And if it does air on TV, it would not be done via traditional Fuji TV broadcast style. Again, oh. the news that continues to be not news. It's amazing just how much everybody knows that this is a thing, and yet they continue not to say anything about it. Alright, you had two oh, last dear. things that were Battle of Gods related. You said you will go see it with your collaboration ticket. Well, you did that. Yes, I did. (laughs) And then finally, you said there would be a novelization of Battle of Gods. Now, we're not talking about an animanga here or an anime film comics. You were talking, uh, you said last year that One Piece has gotten this kind of stuff where it's basically prose of the movie. Yes, but this did not materialize. Those were your predictions. Um, You did semi-okay there. Uh, Why don't you take it here to Mary's predictions? So Mary's first prediction is that we are not going, or uh, Funimation is not going to release the Jump Super Anime Tour special here in the U.S. Sick of getting let down year after year. Well, Mary, prepared to be let down (laughs) another year because your prediction was correct. Uh, But uh, there's always hope in that hope springs eternal. But if... (laughs) Battle of Gods receives the same kind of home release in North America as it did in Japan, then there might be a special edition with the Super Anime Tour special on a bonus disc. 
But that, of course, assumes that the movie gets a release in North America to begin with, which is not set. So far, not a thing, right? They will announce a new video game that ties directly in with a movie. They will have the new characters with a new story mode that specifically ties into them. Well, there is Battle of Z, yeah, which so does have go- uh, Super Saiyan God Goku and Beerus, God of Destruction. And Whis. Whis is actually playable in that game, and too. So, but does the story mode specifically cover that? Well, we the story mode is the same kind of thing where it's Saiyan arc, Frieza arc, and then special. It, it is going to have some Battle of Gods side story thing in there. So it's not built around Battle of Gods specifically, but that's definitely how they're advertising the game. Uh, Beerus and Super Saiyan God Goku front and center there. So in other words, as a tie-in, I guess we can say that Mary was absolutely correct. And let's not forget that uh, Zenkai Battle Royale also got Super Saiyan God Goku as well as Beerus playable there um it's an arcade game so there's not really a story to tie into it sort of kind of but um they're there so good job so her next is agreed on the chosen shoe that <laughs> is that the details there will not it. be a yes an art collection and, and the, the yes, count that, that was true seven but then we got the chogashu so that was true she got that right although we did get the chogashu so we were all happy to be well not proven wrong but to well, get what we wanted anyway partially ignorantly wrong well they just they did it a little bit uh sneakily because it wasn't technically a part of the series but they did release something right and her next prediction the u.s will get anything about the continuation of kai before japan well well we don't know (laughs) we still have nothing i think that's probably still a fair prediction but uh we're not there yet. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> finally, she said the movie, that is Battle of Gods, will see moderate success. The One Piece movie was huge, but it won't come to that level. Half as successful. Well, half as successful is uh, pretty close. <laughs> I is. think the uh, uh, One Piece film Z did about $67 million US, whereas Dragon Ball did about $30 million. Right. So, I got more numbers on that, so stay tuned there. Yeah, so that was yeah, it's fair, fairly accurate. Uh, moderate success, if you can characterize it as that. Certainly, it seemed to get a lot of good word of mouth, although some fans were divided on the way that it treats certain traditional elements of Dragon Ball movies. Right, right. But um, certainly, a lot of people went out to see it, even if it wasn't as big as the darling of Toei and Shueisha, which is One Piece. And I think the success could have been even bigger if everyone would please just jump into the current century and realize we live in a global economy. Dragon Ball is a global evergreen franchise. There is zero reason. I don't care what your business reasons are. I don't care what your pre-existing legal arrangements and agreements are. This movie should have been day and day global. Yeah. I mean, considering the amount of piracy that there has been since the release of the DVD and the Blu-ray, I mean, they were pretty good at keeping uh, a seal on things as long as it was uh, not yet released for the home market. But there is clearly some heavy demand for this film, and yet they're dragging their feet in the official realm. I don't know which company is responsible. We kind of think it's probably Fox. Right. Because they have a hand in releases in the U.S. because of agreements relating to Dragon Ball Evolution. And Julian, you know what? If you want to be completely legal about it, you can buy a $20 free shipped English subtitled Blu-ray from Hong Kong. Yes. And the subtitles, yes, there's some wonkiness. It is no more or less wonky than the fan subs that I have examined. The translation is fine. It's an official release licensed in Hong Kong. I mean, obviously... It's not the North American release, 
and you'll you're going to get some Chinese text that well if you don't understand it that's your problem because you bought a Chinese DVD but you know you it's an official release that you will obtain legally and you'll be able to see what you wanted with subtitles. I mean, Heath did really, really well here. He's got a lot. He said Zenkai Battle Royale because Heath had this is the first time Heath joined the show proper for a predictions episode. Zenkai Battle Royale is announced for home release in 2014 on the PS3, announced at the end of 2013. Because the rest of us had been saying that for years, and much like the JSAT special, we kind of gave up on predicting a home release of Zenkai Battle Royale. This did not happen, and instead we have Battle of Z. Heath said that the Majin Buu Arc of Kai begins popping up inter internationally on TV, quickly followed by home releases. The release on Japan is for a digital tier channel. Maybe home release, but no hopes for that. Uh, again, Kai. Lols. Next up from Heath, Shueisha continues to release full-color manga beyond the Frieza arc. Not entirely sure how, but we'll go back to the original Dragon Ball as well. He is correct with the asterisk that all of this is digital only. Yes. So, as for a print release, we have no idea. But yes, he is correct in as far as that the entire series has been released digitally through multiple outlets. The only question is, can we get books too? Next up, 100% correct. Viz picks up the full color re-release, but for digital format only. That is what has happened. They have been including that in their uh, weekly Shonen Jump. Although now in 2014, we are due out relatively soon. Viz is doing a print edition of it. And then the question that comes up next is, well, is Viz going to do print further than Shueisha did print? Will they continue to the Cell arc after that? So we will see there, but so far Heath has been correct. Heath said Battle of Gods will debut in some international theaters, but not in the US. Again, 100% correct. We had lots of Latin American oh. screenings. We had Hong Kong. We had, what, Australia. It was everywhere. Yes. Oh, but he didn't do so well with this next one. No. Heath said that Battle of Gods is announced for international release, but there will be none until 2014. We got one that slipped right in there at the end. Actually, two. Uh, the Hong Kong release. And then what was the other one that just recently oh. came out? Was it, was it the oh, Chinese remember. proper release somewhere i think it was the taiwanese release because china you have to clear hurdles with the censors and their quotas on foreign properties and things like that but with taiwan it's generally you know it's the capitalist market it's whatever sells so if it if it's in that area it might be taiwan or perhaps korea i don't remember about korea battle of gods taiwanese home release coming january 2014 so it's not out yet or it might okay. be out right the second but it was taiwan and not quite okay so <laughs> we, we did get home uh, home release for Hong Kong. So in that respect, he was wrong. And also, I think you forgot the Cho Zenshu one for. Oh, oh, I did skip over one. Uh, Cho Zenshu, essentially a carbon copy of the Dai Zenshu, but additional info about Battle of Gods at the very end. We started getting, uh, additional Battle of Gods info with the very first Cho Zenshu, believe it or not, but it was very yes. brief teases. And this is, uh, the first place we heard about the multiple universes and the, uh, like the long string of digits for what planet Earth is, that kind of stuff. And um, in spite of the fact that it was very much mostly uh, repurposed Daizenshu content with a few things left out here and there, there was some actual new material, and I was surprised at particularly the way they incorporated it into the fourth volume, that they really went back. They did. Kind of because they were forced to, that they really revised a lot of their information. There were a few errors that slipped by, like the unrevised date for... Uh, Brow's birth in her biography, but you know, overall, that's a, a massive revamp of the books. And so, while the first three were very much 
okay, this is the stuff that's already been released, enjoy it. You know, we really got uh, sort of a treat with the fourth one, especially with the two back-to-back interviews of both Masako Nozawa and Akira Toriyama. Yeah, we're talking about new new encyclopedic material, new interview material, new pictures, all good stuff. Yeah, so in, in that respect, it was it started out very much the way that he thought, but the way it continued on, uh, it actually had a few surprises in store. So, so yeah... In some respect, he was right. At the very end, we did get more stuff, but we got new stuff trickling for the first three. All right, we'll move on here. He said, no movies announced in 2013 to avoid oversaturation. I think that's totally fair. That didn't happen. The next movie, yes. Heath believes there will be one, won't come out until 2015, 2016. Well, that doesn't really help us for this year. Uh, he said, Funimation yes. actors will be contracted to do the voices, but Fox is in primary control. Well, we don't know yet, but seems very likely. Uh, Heath said in this, he was speaking more about the uh, North American release. The Jump Super Animator special finally announced for release in collaboration with Battle of Gods so there's a good chance because both things happened in the same time frame. Well, we don't have a North American release confirmed, but exactly what he said here happened in Japan. Yes, so there's that. So, I'm going to give him like 25% here. Okay. (laughs) The context is the key there, right? Yep. Uh, He said the Funimation will release a new movie pack. Uh, There was something that slipped out, I think, first in Canadian retailers that was 1 through 13 of the DBZ movies, and I think it ended up getting uh, a skew for North America. Um, I don't think we really reported on this, but something did slip out into the retail channels from Funimation like that. Uh, Here we go, Heath. Sorry, dude. Funimation readdresses the Blu-ray level sets, say we have no plans to continue. Instead, they are going to focus on, they have the Boo Kai arc, and they're going to focus on that. They have it. Plan B. Plan C? D? I don't remember. Plan F? For failure? Well. You know where we stand with that. And then he said to Funimation, uh, they'll have no plans for more Dragon Boxes. But hey, look look over there. Kai in Battle of Gods. Well. (laughs) Well, we're we're kind of assuming that they probably don't have plans for Dragon Boxes, uh, but also they don't seem to have the Boo Arc of Kai or Battle of Gods yet. Well, maybe they do have Boo Arc of Kai, but they're not allowed to say, judging by what their employees have said. I mean, everything that he's saying here was perfectly safe and reasonable and very logical. At the end of 2012, but 2013... Was nuts. All right. Mondo nuts. So that was Julian. That was Mary. That was Heath. We're on to my predictions from last year. Julian, ream me out. Okay. So for Starter's Bike, you said Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission due out on the 3DS in February. An updated version is announced for an early 2014 release, Ultimate Mission Plus, with no downloadable content. It's just a reissue with extra Galaxy Mission stuff. Well, the Ultimate Mission craziness, it had a very extremely long tail, but wow. so far we've had no indication that there will be a sequel. No, and you know what? Spoiler, this is... Uh... Still my prediction. <laughs> I think this is my prediction for the next year. I think this is what they're going to do. Uh, I think the long tail surprised them too. And uh, this makes a lot of sense for them to do. No, this did not happen. Um, Ultimate Mission went for weeks and weeks and months and months. It dipped away. Then it came back stronger and kept going for a while. But uh, I was wrong here. Yes. So not yet anyway. We'll see what happens. The 3DS seems like its lifespan will still be out for a couple more years. Seems oh, to yeah, be getting a more robust games library. So, certainly doing better than the Wii U. Uh, you said, Project Versus J will come out without region locking, much to everyone's relief, about the same quality as Battle Stadium D.O.N. We don't... It, it hasn't come out yet. 
<laughs> no. you know about the region locking? Uh, we do not. Not yet. Uh, I mean, there's only been a couple that have ever done it. It's probably not going to happen. But yeah, uh, Project Versus J, we now know is J-Star's Victory Versus. That's due out in March. So uh, the fact that we knew about this game for such a long period of time is very different for Japan. Yeah, they've been sort of trickling out information over the months upon months. And we know basically all the characters that are going to appear in it, we think. We think. I mean, they just announced Seiya and someone else a, a week or so ago. So there's still room to breathe i'm hoping yeah so um a lot going on here no we don't know about the quality of the game yet so uh julian keep me going here okay so next up we've got a sparking hd collection will be announced slash released and that and project versus j is all you'll see for current gen a new game will be announced for next gen for early 2014 here's goku and vegeta here's a new visual style look forward to it i don't know why i said this because this makes no sense i I was recently talking about this in a a forum thread the install base i mean toss out the 360 in japan totally irrelevant much bigger internationally but the install base for that generation the ps3 and the 360 so huge and with the sales of Dragon Ball games tanking slash dwindling, it makes zero sense for them to invest in a new game on new consoles. The PS4 isn't even out yet in Japan. And of course, we didn't know that at the time that uh, the PS4 was going to release in North America before Japan. So um, that may have been safer a year ago to say, no, I'm shocked that I said this with the the knowledge that I have of the industry that I would say this, I must have been drunk, which is very likely. We'll, on we'll this assume, show. yeah. You said no home port of Zenkai Battle Royale. Want it? Keep predicting it. Gonna drop the ball on this one. Yep. There no we home go. Port. Yes. Glad I was right. So next up, colored manga will not go beyond the currently announced Cyan and Frieza arc. We'll put it out, and people will say, yep, that's sure, colored manga. And you really like his idea of Viz doing it digitally. Was it, were you talking about print specifically, or...? Yeah, I, I, I think I was. I don't think we really had a, a concept of what they were going to do for a digital strategy, so I was pretty much right here. Yeah, I mean, certainly digitally they did it all in Japan. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what Viz is doing exactly digitally either. From the sound of it, they may be replacing the uh, full-colored manga after the Cyan arc finishes in their weekly Shonen Jump. I mean, Julian, it has been the last thing, and this is typically how Shueisha has always arranged Shonen Jump in Japan. The stuff towards the back is the least popular. Cyan arc has been... Yes the last thing well you know it's also because it's not part of the weekly shonen jump in japan that could have something to do with it uh i don't know how much popularity polls in the english edition affect how they're ordered obviously a a series is not going to get canceled basically how uh based on how well it does in an overseas uh, version of the magazine at least not at this point perhaps sometime in the future but viz can decide to no longer publish it in their version that's for sure uh that's true because who's going to translate it if nobody wants to read it? But yes, so there's there's that. I mean, it's in color. Yep, that's a thing. I think we all said that. Yep, the sure is color manga. Uh, next up, you said the Chozenshu will be a re-release of the Daizenshu based on the titles and numbers. Yeah, you all stole everything I was saying about it before I got a chance to get to it. So really, you left me with nothing. Well, you were right. But we got all the we've already talked about all the extra stuff. All right, so then I moved to a little bit of Battle of God stuff. So why don't you? Uh, tell yes. Me? And I have a weird number in here. I don't know why. I said it and we'll have to break this down but go ahead so you will say battle of gods will do well but not set japan on fire opening weekend will do 500 billion yen which is half that of what strong world did 
not even film Z. Now, 500, I think you said 500 million. Is yeah, I, I, I literally said 500 billion. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. But yeah, I definitely meant 500 million yen because those are two very different yes. numbers. And Julian, here's the thing. We didn't get one day figures, but we did get two day figures of 680 million yen. Yeah, which is respectable, certainly. Yeah. Um, you know, Mary said early in her predictions that she thinks it was going to be half of one piece. And that's how I was coming up with these numbers, too. So that's what I was shooting for. And seems like Battle of Gods was about half that of a One Piece movie. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty accurate an assessment. Uh, I mean, One Piece is current. It's ongoing. Uh, both of those films had uh, huge involvement from the original creator, which it shares that quality with Battle of Gods. Mm, yeah. And there were also tie-in things um, that had a direct impact on, I guess you could say, the original work in the form of these extra manga mm, drawn chapters, by the author yeah. himself, right. which is a bit more than you could say for Battle of Gods, for Battle of Gods since obviously the manga is already written. Yeah, long since over. Yep. But it, it still did very well. And I think, you know, it was not a, a gigantic, huge sensation, but people were like, yeah, this is good. We like it. And in that respect, I think it helped do some of the things that Toei tried, perhaps not always successfully with Kai. And I, I could say that I think it would make future things more likely. But you were right. You were very right with this prediction. It was a little bit more than you actually thought, but you know, it was about right. Anyway, the next, the movie, you said the movie will be a tie-in, or it will tie in a bit with the super exciting guide material, but not as much as we were hoping for. Uh, we are going to hear Makayoshin, but that's the extent we're going to get standard ending with Goku winning. I was wrong so, on all fronts. Yes. So we did not get much of a tie-in with the super exciting guides. We did not hear Makayoshin and... Goku lost. I'm excited about that part. I'm glad I was wrong yeah. about that part. I'm glad the movie uh, shook things up. I'm still a little upset yeah. that all that information that Toriyama was you know, tossing out there and felt like we heard more and more of it leading up to Battle of Gods and they did nothing with it. Well, it kind of feels like he had these things in his head that he never got around to using. It seemed a little bit too planned out for him to just be tossing off the top of his head like, yeah, sure, whatever. But at the same time, it feels kind of like, well, you know, I thought of it this way, but I never really intended it to use it in the story proper. Uh, so if it appears like it's a plan, it's probably nothing. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, a couple of very last things here. Yes. So you said we will hear that Pro Funimation is the primary co-producer on, which I think is the Boo arc of Kai, which is yeah. what you meant. Right. We don't know. Nothing yet. <laughs> and finally, uh, I'm assuming you're also talking about the Boo arc of Kai, but new TV episodes in spring, home release later in the year. No, we don't Nada. know. Well, I did not so wonderful. You yes. did, well, well say virtually nothing and be right about it yes well i, I i'm almost surprised at the the things that none of us predicted which was for example new toriyama mango yeah and uh just the sheer amount of toriyama interviews they they must have like taken him around a circuit almost like that's true yes you talk to these people you talk to these people you talk to these people i mean we even this episode we talked about you're going to know when something is new i don't think we fully knew what to yes. expect <laughs> Now that we now that we know what it entails, do we really want to do it again? All right, man. So those were our predictions last year for this year. We're going to start cruising along here. We're going to make some new predictions for the next year and then real quickly get some of your folks' predictions from Twitter. Julian, why don't you get us started here? What do you see happening in calendar year 2014 for the Dragon Ball franchise? First, maybe 
I will, no, no, I won't say maybe. I will go on a limb and say we will get the Boo Arc of Kai, and contrary to <laughs> what it was originally intended to be, it will get a release on TV in, in Japan. Japan. Okay. It will take over Toriko's time slot, let's say April-ish, and it will reunite the Dream 9 the original, yeah. block with One Piece and Dragon Ball. I hope, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is definite because Toy has proved us wrong in the past, that... Um, they will capitalize on this to put out something worthwhile for people to buy that's not just the TV show on DVD and Blu-ray again because people have seen the TV show already as both Z and Kai. So, next up, Jocko the Galactic Patrolman will be re-released, or not re-released, it will be released in, for the first time in Tankobo format and also digitally as the first phase in the 30th anniversary project for Dragon Ball. Year 2014 is 30 years after 19 and of course Dragon Ball debuted in November 1984. So this will definitely tie into the 30th anniversary of Dragon Ball, and I'm going to say there's going to be new material in it, but it might amount to just a couple of illustrations or perhaps a new interview and not something hugely earth-shattering. I will say that they may have a colorized version available digitally. Uh, I'm going to say we are going to see something else else for the 30th anniversary of the series. I'd like to say say that there will be a new movie announced, but I'm not sure that will be that lucky. I think think they will continue to milk it in in promotions of Psycho Jump, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, and the GT. Of course, we already know that it's going to bring us some form of episode of Bardock Bardock with material some sci-fi we're not sure about yet. I'm also going to say they are going to release more star stuff. Like the, the, the movie, movie anime, comics. anime comics. And then finally, finally, Funimation Animation Battle, Battle of Battle God, God for the North American, American market. Fox, Fox is probably going to be the main producer, but Funimation will have a say in it because they will be the ones actually doing the recording. And, and we don't know about a home release. I'm going to assume that they're going to try for at least a limited theatrical thing, because they've tried that in the past. I just feel like 2013 was in some ways a predictable and yet completely unpredictable year. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say that Shueisha is probably going to release more of the full-color comics, and they will use the 30th anniversary as a way to have that as a tie-in. So that is my prediction, but we will probably not see the earlier arcs of the series in keeping with their original assessment that they were going to keep it digital only for now, the the early arcs of the series, that is. Gotcha. So I guess that basically covers my predictions. I don't really do video games because it's not my thing. Right. I got you covered there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. So my predictions. So we're talking about... <sighs> Full color, Viz, Weekly Shonen Jump, things going to be taken out. I think Viz will stick with it through the Frieza arc in uh, the English Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, I don't think the physical release will get that far over the calendar year of 2014, so I am safe and I don't have to make a prediction about the print edition beyond that. Okay. I said this earlier, I still think we're going to get an updated Ultimate Mission, Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission on 3DS. Uh, 
seemed like it did pretty darn well for them. Unexpected on our side, a little bit unexpected on the Namco Bandai side. Uh, and I think it makes sense. We've had so many more things. Uh, the first Ultimate Mission only went up through about Galaxy Mission 6-ish, maybe 4-ish, between 4 and 6, and it tied in a little Battle of God stuff. So there's the entire rest of the Galaxy Missions, and now we're into the Evil Dragons arc of Dragon Ball Heroes, this new chapter. So there's a lot new stuff for them to cover. I think that makes perfect financial sense for them. I do think we are it was a safe prediction last year, but uh, it makes sense giving a little time in between them. I think this is the year we see a Sparking HD collection. And I think what we will see will be Sparking Neo and Sparking Meteor. Budokai Tenkaichi 2, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. They will leave off the first game. If the uh, Budokai HD collection is any indication, they chop off the uh, the one that brought the least to the table, although I would disagree about Budokai 2 in the board game. Uh, but Budokai 1 was the story mode and the cinematics, Budokai 3 just being the good game of uh, the bunch there. Of course, Infinite World left off there and Super DBZ left off. But for the Sparking collection, people love the story mode in Neo and people love the uh, selection of characters in Meteor. I think that is where they will go with that. I think Funimation will just carry on with the Blu-ray. It's going to be a pretty quiet year on the DBZ front. I don't think this one's going to get canceled. I think this is the one we're stuck with. Yeah, unfortunately. I think. All right, guys, for serious. We are definitely, absolutely, finally going to hear about the Boo Arc of Kai in 2014. We already have a little bit of hints from Madman, I think, out there that, yep, something's coming in 2014. Seriously, I mean, we were already saying it last year. If they don't do it in 2013, is it even going to matter anymore? If they don't do it in 2014, no, it does not matter anymore. You're already past the point of caring. I mean, Kai started in 2009. Yep, five years ago, almost. Funimation will announce... They have Battle of Gods, but it'll be pretty late in the year. Now, if you look at it from the One Piece side of things, and when Strong World was announced for an international release from Funimation versus its Japanese release, and One Piece is a little different because it's not like Funimation has released all of One Piece. It's the situation with Strong World, where it fits in the series, where it fits in with the completeness of a series very different from dragon ball with its constant re-releases the whole thing is out there and where battle of gods fits in but um we can see it, it does take time for these production committees to start licensing licensing things out to the north american side but uh again they, they have to do it this year they have to start announcing this soon because i mean it's already done in terms of piracy i mean they they lost right. that they lost that battle immediately on what september mm, 13th 13th something like that yeah i mean it was out that day. Uh, and you can buy an English subtitled official Blu-ray release from Hong Kong for less than the cost of what Funimations will probably come out as MSRP. They they have to win folks back. And they have a chance to do it. For the people that are super, super casual about it, know it exists, but don't know how to go about it. I mean, Dragon Ball is the type of franchise where it is super mainstream, super casual. There are hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of fans who do not live on the internet and do not live on the Pirate Bay that uh, can, could figure it out if they wanted to, but they would rather just, here's $20, just give it to me. And uh, I think they need to go after that audience this year. Right. But those are the same people who don't understand what Kai is in the first place. Well, that's true. Talk extensively about the uh, lack of communication there. Um, yes. tied, in, tied in with Battle of Gods, I think there will be more riots over Beerus's name. <laughs> I, I think people will just start using the, the spelling that they've started using in um, Battle of Z 
and people will even forget there was something before that. Although it will make people very, uh, I'm going to say, it's going to make it very difficult to search for information about when things were happening because people couldn't decide on the romanization. People will look for B-E-E-R-U-S and they won't be able to find anything from before, say, February 2013. Mm -hmm. Julian, do you think you were single-handedly responsible for it? Uh, I'd like to think so. And certainly it seems to have had an effect. I don't like to toot my own horn too much. But I do think I'm single-handedly responsible for most of the English translations of all the uh, information about the film you are. That, you are. that's come out Absolutely. <clears throat> to the fans, which gets sort of permutated through other websites who try to pass things off as their own or just can't read. Um, <laughs> it's more they can't read. All right, let's move on, though, Julian. Here's... I'm giving you some significant stuff here. Okay. We are going to get a Dragon Ball Heroes, I don't know if you call it an OVA, a movie or a special, and it's going to be about Gotenks and Beat. We are going to get that this year. Now, the question is when. I'm thinking about, all right, Jump Festa. Well, we just had a Jump Festa, so if it's a Jump Festa thing, it's not for a full year, basically, at this point, into November, December. So is there anything earlier than that that could tie in? There's a V-Jump, Psycho Jump Festival at some point during the year, isn't there? Usually July-ish, yeah. Oh, that, They've been that holding that since there. 2012. Yeah, right. it could it could work there. Uh, it could be almost testing the waters for something more, but... Yep, I don't think they have the spine to do a full Dragon Ball Heroes new TV series, so I think uh, this is the way they're going to do it. Finally going to get some new animation on the hero side of things, other than uh, just TV commercials. commercials and PVs and stuff. Uh, I have two last things here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the one I was kind of saving for the end, uh, but this ties in with heroes. Julian, I joked about it. Weeks ago, we were quasi hesitant to say it earlier this episode, tied in with the new news of Bardock. Julian, my sad prediction is that they will be writing Bardock as the original Super Saiyan God. You know, as sad as it is, it seems entirely likely. I think that's where we're heading. I think we're going to know really soon, too. And if you listen to this episode in a bubble, that sounds like a really safe prediction. But I've been saying this for months now. I've been joking about it, but I'm also like half afraid that I'm right. And uh, oh God, I think we're going there. <laughs> we shall see. Yep. Let's and then I'll wrap it up. Uh, you're talking about Jocko. I think Jocko, the home release, will finally come out and it will have uh, additional new material, even further tying it in with uh, Dragon Ball. I think that's what the Ooh. eventual release will have in it. Perhaps it's a hint that uh, about what he didn't want to constrain himself by saying what Tights' fate was in his interview in V-Jump. Mm, yeah, yeah. Perhaps we will finally find out about certain things, but who knows? Who knows? All right, we are going to wrap things up. I'm just going to rattle off a couple predictions we got on Twitter, and Julian, I want just real quick kind of knee-jerk reactions to some of this stuff, all right? Okay. Russell says, Dragon Ball Pinball for the Xbox One. Sure, why not? All right. Antonio says, the episode of Bardock will continue, and he will be the original Super Saiyan God. So uh, I think yeah. this was uh, right as the Psycho Jump stuff was coming out. So we're on the right page. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Russell again says, episode of Broly. We get to really see how he grew up to be such a jerk. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Frankie says, Battle of Gods announcement for U.S. slash other European releases. Kai Dub premieres Spring 14. Late 2014 announcement for a new movie. Well, Bukai anyway, but that was pretty much implied. Maybe a 3DS game that's not Heroes. A lot of stuff there. Yeah. Um, how do I pick that apart? Uh, well, uh, we hope that uh, Battle of Gods gets a North American release. And Bukai, April 2014, maybe in Japan. We shall see. 
Who knows? Um, other stuff, I don't know. Jump around here. Ash, Dragon Ball Z Kai will air sometime in 2014. We might get an English announcement for Battle of Gods. People being kind of on the fence here. Games for the Xbox One slash PS4. Sure, why not? John says, a brand new romantic comedy series starring Gohan slash Videl as Great Saiyaman 1 and 2 in the style of Lewis and Clark Superman. I'd watch it. I sure would too. Uh, Blake, another DBZ game, HD Collection. As long as one of the games is Budokai Tenkaichi 3, then I don't care what the other others are. Hmm. I predicted it. I predicted it last year. I'm predicting the same thing. Okay, there you go. Uh, I get a lot of the same things. Lots of Budokai things. Let's see, Thunder PX here. Funimation cancels Blu-rays again to include Japanese broadcast audio. The video becomes black and white due to bitrate issues. <laughs> oh, dear. We're going to get some uh, more tongue-in-cheek responses. Uh, Jay says, Funimation renews their license. The new one includes all specials since JSAT, but not Battle of Gods. Now, the thing is, we know Funimation's current license goes through 24 24- or 2015, uh, they're going to need to relicense things. But that's more from what I understand. It's more of an all-encompassing franchise IP license. Things like those specials, especially with their production committees, those would have to be licensed individually. I don't think those are going to come under a blanket license. Yeah, I mean, the, the licensing issues with that could be kind of hairy because the um, what the uh, plan to eradicate the Super Science is the video game only thing, and then the Jump Super Anime Tour special is Shueisha, and yeah. QB here says, uh, Bukai ends with Kanzenban ending. I think we're going to get a totally new animation there. Jocko mini animated series, Funimation Blu-ray season three, never sees the light of day. You know, I completely forgot about the idea that Jocko could get animation. Yeah, I don't think it will. Mm, You're probably right. I could see it getting like an OVA or something. I don't think it will. I think I said this before, but everything that Jocko set out to do, it accomplishes in the manga. I don't think it would benefit in any way from being transferred to animation. How about a cameo of some sort? I would love that. I want Jocko and Dragon Ball Heroes at the very least. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. All right, moving on. Uh, Saiyajin Slayer, Blu-ray remaster for GT announced late 2014. It'll be 4x3. Possible? Sure. Uh, I, I I think, well, we've, we've talked, maybe we've talked about this before, but the other series that Funimation has, kind of, um, they can't do other than 4x3 because of the nature of their masters. Right, as far the as other we know, series. they have digibetas of those, and it's only Z TV series that they have a film master of. This is as far as we know, so. So, uh, four 4x3 four would be the ideal, though. Uh, Justin says, DBZ Blu-ray season set canceled in favor of 4K remaster. Oh, uh, but it would be funny. Yeah, it would be funny. Uh, let's see, buddy Albert, I'm predicting an episode of Konzenshu celebrating 30 years of Dragon Ball. That is a safe prediction. Yes. Let's see, Alex from the UK, there will be a new Wii U slash 3DS game, and Raditz slash Nappa will get a new Super Saiyan and uh, something slash new form. Are we finally going to see that golden mustache? One can only hope. All right, uh, a couple last things here. Wesley, at this point, I'm predicting another break for Dragon Ball in 2014. That movie stuff must have totally worn out that creative team. Here's hoping, man. Well, at least on the anime side of things, I think. But um, certainly the 30th anniversary is only getting started, so we'll see where it leads us. All right, here's our last one. Joe, buddy Tanuki. I don't even have a 2014 prediction for Konzenshu. Shit's been so crazy, it seems anything is possible. Pretty much, yeah. That is completely fair and completely accurate. Pretty much. Uh, So I think that basically covers our predictions for the franchise itself for 2014. 
Any idea about Kanzenshu itself, where we've been, where we're going? I think we've talked about some of these things over the past year. Uh, we have. I know Heath and I recently did the State of Kanzenshu podcast. Uh, Wiki is currently looking at an early 2014 release. I'd like to get you back on the news bandwagon with me to catch up on a bunch of stuff. You have tons of translations you're moving forward with and jumping back into. I have reviews that I'm half sitting on and half need to write. Uh, I've been rereading my Jocko review, which is, I mean, there's no schedule. There's no late at Konzenju mm. considering Dragon Ball's age, but I want to get that out the door. And I got video games coming. That really needs to be timely. So shit going to be crazy for at least a few months here. And um, I think it's may, it may even get crazier. We, we, we certainly probably won't see something like we had last year with the just constant nonstop updates about everything. But there will be enough to keep us at least moderately occupied. Man, it is late for you right now. And oh, yes. I'm, I'm going to move on with my day. I am off to go be a link between worlds today. I'm very excited to wrap that up. Uh, you, have, you have a holiday. Yes, it is coming of age day. So all people who turned 20 in the past year get to celebrate. Oh, fun. Or is it? turn 20 this year anyway so it means you get to sleep in i hope it depends on my children (laughs) right i understand so i'm gonna let you get to sleep and uh we're both gonna move on with our day uh i'm sorry we couldn't get the entire staff together but as i'm looking at my raw recording we're we're coming up on an hour 45 here and some of that was bullshit and that kind of thing yeah uh, this was a long one and this one's probably not going to come out monday give me some time to edit this one folks uh, it's been 2013, such a great year, a really horrible year in other respects. I am looking forward to 2014 to kind of be uh, yet another fresh step for life, a fresh step for Dragon Ball into uh, our next phase of existence here, if that makes any sense. Yes, there. I, I, I have to say it was a banner year for the site. We really, I think... Obviously, there were things that slipped through the cracks just because of the sheer volume, but we really managed to pull through and give people the coverage that they wanted. And, you know, on that note, I hate to toss it out there. If you love what you've seen, if you're even the least bit remotely impressed what you've seen, this is not our job. We do this in what minor spare time the four of us can scramble together um and it's really expensive just to keep i say this to keep the lights on i literally mean just paying the monthly hosting bill if you want to send any new year cheer our way it is appreciated head on over to the donate page that does not pay for anything other right now than simply having the site online yeah i mean We love what we do. We want to continue providing original content and translations and up-to-date news to everyone. You can help. Yes. That's how you can help. Julian, go to bed. Okay. (laughs) So this was episode 353 of our podcast here at Kanzenshu. www.kanzenshuu.com. We've got the Twitter. We've got the Facebook. We've got the Google+. Uh, Tumblr needs some new cat pictures, so I'll work on that. Um, Julian, wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this New Year Predictions episode of Kanzenshu the Podcast. Stick with us throughout 2014 as we cover the 30th anniversary of the franchise. It could be interesting. Bye. <laughs>